listening to episode four of our podcast series, Why Care. This podcast is all about modern day topics that people, especially of our younger generation, should care about. Today's episode is about investing in the stock market. The idea of investing or buying shares of a company can be traced all the way back to East India Trading Company. For those of you unfamiliar, the East India Trading Co. primarily sold tea from, you guessed it, the East Indies. The issue was that these ships had very little luck making it around trip due to poor craftsmanship and little knowledge of the seas. So if people bought stock of a company, the company got more capital, which enabled them to send more ships out, resulting in higher success rates. Over time, the stock market began to develop, and the New York Stock Exchange we know today was founded March 8, 1817. Back then, there were no computers, so stocks were literally traded through slips of paper with tons of people inside the actual building bidding and selling the entire day. As technology developed, the stock market began to get digitized. Today, nearly all transactions are handled online, and the number of people in the actual building is a fraction of what it used to be. It's also interesting to realize that the way stocks are traded is by matching each individual buyer with a seller. This means that for every transaction, two people are thinking the exact opposite. One thinks the stock will rise, another thinks the stock will decrease. This happens millions of times a day. The main reason to buy a stock is to grow your money. If you think about it, inflation will never go away. Inflation is a process in which the individual dollar loses money. This normally happens at a slow rate, but happens nonetheless. It is also why our grandparents always comment on how much more expensive items cost these days in contrast with them when they were kids. So you can see that inflation can cause some big economic changes over the course of 30, 40, or 50 years. By investing in stocks and growing your money, you're able to take your income, invest it, and grow your money. This causes your money to outpace the rate of inflation, which ensures a more comfortable way of life years down the road. For example, retirement. Yes, even though it is decades away for us teens, thinking about retirement when we are young ensures a sizable sum of money which allows us to stop working years earlier than if we didn't save. When talking stocks, it is important to know what a stock actually is. Owning stock in a company literally means owning a fraction of that company. As a shareholder, it is very important to pay close attention to that company in anticipation for the stock to rise, in which case you may buy more or drop, in which case you want to sell your stock or ownership in the company. It is also important to know that the stock market is a very high-risk situation. While it can yield very profitable rewards, it can also deliver devastating blows. The trick is picking a solid portfolio, which is what your collection of stocks is called, and estimating the best times to buy and sell. It is also vital to understand that the stock market can sometimes have volatile days. If a stock price dips one day, it may just as easily bounce back the next. However, it could continue spiraling down. The bottom line as an investor is you need to calculate how much you are willing to risk for a certain stock and what your short-term and long-term goals are. When you are just starting out in the stock market, you may want to consider investing in what are called index or mutual funds. Index funds are a collection of stocks that fall into a certain category. For example, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is the collection of 30 top performing industrial stocks. The S&P 500 is an index fund of simply the top 500 stocks on the market. What is nice about index funds is that if one of the stocks is having a poor day, the others may be able to keep it afloat by balancing out the poor performance with good performance. However, these index funds may not always return as high a percent as individual stocks. Mutual funds work in a similar way. Mutual funds are made up of a group of people instead of a group of stocks. The group pools their money and trusts one person or a few people to invest all of their money. 
Mutual funds allow for a greater diversity in the stock market while also growing your money faster since more money is being invested at one time. It is important to weigh the risk between individual stocks and a mutual or index fund. It basically all boils down to risk. While an individual stock can yield bigger returns, it can also suffer much bigger losses. Index or mutual funds can simply yield slightly lower gains, but not suffer as much of a loss. At the end of the day, a good rule of thumb is to buy what you know. By this, we mean that by buying companies in fields you are interested in, or surrounded in, you are likely to follow these companies more closely, which will make for more accurate estimates in the future. If you buy a stock in a field you are not interested in, it could end up being a waste of time since you won't be as interested in following all the stocks in your portfolio. Now that you know a few tips about trading in the stock market, you may want to be asking yourself how you can actually start investing. As a miner, you have to open what is called a custodial account to invest. All investment accounts will be opened through a brokerage. For example, Fidelity Investments, E-Trade, or Robinhood to name a few. Large banks may also offer brokerage accounts. Opening a custodial account simply means opening an account with a parent or guardian. The account often has settings on it so that it can be turned on or off to allow specific amounts of freedoms to the miner. If the parent or guardian wants to give the miner full control, they can. If they only want to have the miner buy stocks the parents approved, that can be accomplished too. Once you turn 18, however, you can have your own account without parent or guardian supervision. Through these accounts, you can be an individual trader where you choose what stocks you want to buy or sell. If you're wary of starting out all on your own, you may want to consider consulting an advisor. These are often available through your brokerage account, but also elsewhere. You may also wish to join an aforementioned mutual fund. In the age of technology, there are also several apps in which you can download for free financial advice. Apps like Wolf or Public are social platforms for investing where investors can share tips or ask questions on what to trade. There are several of these platforms available for free. Okay, now that we have some basics on the market, tips on what to buy and how to actually open an account, let's hear some new voices. We begin our interviews with student Colin Downing. Colin has been investing for some time now and is eager to offer his take on the stock market. I'm here with Colin Downing. He's a teenager at our school who has started to invest. And as a teenager, we're just hoping to ask him a few questions as far as his investing process. So, Colin, if you would, how did you get into investing? Well, when COVID hit back in March of last year, my dad reached out to me to talk about investing because, well, when everything started going downhill, it was a perfect time to invest. Okay, and when you decided to invest, how easy was it to open an account and start buying your stocks? Once everything was set up, it became really easy. Okay, and how has your investing process gone so far? Have you found it to be something you've looked forward to, or has it just kind of been a strain on your time? Well, it's definitely been positive. It's not something I have to focus on at all hours of the day, and I can check maybe once a day, if, and so far I've made enough money off of it. And has this... And, and how do you feel about making money passively? Like, you don't have to work for this money, so is that a plus for you? Oh, it's perfect. I mean, it's, like I said, it's something I can check once a day, and I'm still making what would be a day's worth of work. Awesome. And so, I'm assuming I know the answer for this already, but just to tell to our Teletor listeners, would you recommend teenagers start investing? And to all the listeners, do you recommend anyone start investing right now? 
absolutely. Anytime's a good time to start investing, but as long as you buy something low and sell it high, you'll be happy. All right. That is it for us. Thank you, Colin, for coming in. We will also be hearing from Wayne McCormick today. I'm here with Wayne McCormick, Managing Director at uh, McCormick Wealth Management. And we're here to ask you a few questions today about investing. First of all, personally, how long have you been investing and how seriously have you been investing? Well, I, I started investing back in my early 20s, shortly after I graduated college. It was about 30 years ago, back in the early 90s. Um, didn't have very much to start with. I uh, didn't really know much about it when I began, uh, but I had a personal interest in it and I wanted to learn more about it, what type of investments were available, how they worked, what the risks were, and of course, what were the potential rewards. At the time, it wasn't my career and I had a lot of different things I was focused on, my family, my friends, social life, trying to find a job. It wasn't a full-time focus for sure. But I knew that the earlier I started, the better off I'd be uh, because of the effects of compounding over time. And then uh, professionally, I started working in financial services about 25 years ago in 1996. Awesome. And you mentioned that you had kind of a personal interest in investing. So what really drove you to start investing in your early 20s? Well, I think there were probably several different factors that all came together, quite honestly. The first, as I said earlier, it was just something I found interesting. I like the idea of building something for myself that could help me create some wealth. Somewhere along the line, someone had told me, you work hard for your money, your money should work hard for you. I wish I had remembered who had said that because it was such an important quote, and I still use that today in my professional work. I can only work so many hours in a day, but if I can compound that effect by having my money also work for me, even when I'm not working, that's really the most efficient way uh, to create wealth. So that was really, really important to me. Next, it was just really kind of a, the timing was right. It was the early nineties. The stock market was in a growth phase. Technology had created opportunities for individual investors to start to be able to have access to investments, analysis, and research that just previously weren't available. And I've always believed that when your interests align with opportunities, good things happen. And then honestly, there was just some dumb luck that was involved with it. I got a job after college in a company that offered a 401k plan. I didn't know much about it at the time. Uh, and what I did know about it made it sound like it was something that you focused on as you got near to retirement, not when you are first starting your first job. And I got really lucky. Uh, one of the guys I worked with literally was looking over my shoulder as I was filling out the benefits election form. And uh, he said, hey, make sure you sign up for the 401k plan. And I did. And to this day, I think about that as a pivotal moment uh, in my financial future. Uh, I'm sure I would have eventually signed up for the 401k plan down the line somewhere, but he got to do, he got me to do it that day uh, at my very first opportunity. And as I said before, he put the benefit of time on my side. That was a, a huge moment. Okay. You touched slightly upon how investing in the stock market can compound your money. So can you just Talk a little bit more to that and how by starting early rather than maybe in your mid-40s, you can actually make quite a bit more money. Absolutely. And that's a great point. As I mentioned earlier, I think it's really important to take control of your financial future, whether you're trying to save for a car, your first house, or, or maybe retirement. Investing is a way to put your money to work. And there are really three variables that come into play when you're looking at investing. The first is how much you can invest. The second is how much time do you have to invest? And then of course, the third is what to invest in. All three of those things are directly correlated to your success as an investor and all three of them are interrelated. 
the last one, where do you invest is really kind of beyond the scope of this podcast, but you can do your own research or work with a financial advisor to help you determine what's you know, appropriate for you. But if we look at the first two, how much to invest and when to start, these two are very much independent, I'm sorry, very much dependent on each other. So for example, if you don't have much to invest now, but you start early, the benefits of starting early can offset the smaller investments that you're making. And likewise, if you start much later in life, you have to invest much more over a shorter period of time to get the same outcome. So as an example, let's say that you want to retire at age 65 with a million dollars. And let's say that you found an investment vehicle that could generate an average return of 8% a year. If you started at age 25, and invested $300 every month for the next 40 years at an 8% return, you'd hit your goal of having a million dollars. But if you didn't start until age 35, you just waited 10 years to start, you'd have to invest about $710 a month to hit that same million dollar target. So because you have 10 years less time in the market, you'd have to put in twice as much just to reach that same goal. And if you wait until age 45 and you only gave yourself 20 years until you needed uh, that million dollars at 65, you'd actually have to invest $1,775 a month to hit that same million dollars. So of the two variables, when to start and how much to invest, the first one, when to start, is completely within your control. And the sooner you start, the bigger the impact on the second variable, which is how much you have to invest. That's, that's powerful. And I think that that will touch home a lot of our listeners because, you know, as this podcast is directed towards teens, you know, obviously the prospect of making money retiring early is, is attractive. But, you know, one of the issues I fear with teens is that they're scared of the stock market. They see it as a very volatile option and very risky. And to your point, if they don't have a lot of money, they may be wary of how much they can make. How easy would you say it is for teens to even start investing, you know, opening what, what I assume would be a custodial account uh, with a parent or guardian? What's that process for teens? Is it easy for them to do that? Yeah, Justin, the, the short answer is it's never been easier. You know, we live in a world of instantaneous information and access. There's never been a time in human history where more information is, has been known by a greater number of people all at the same time. And access to that information is expanding every single day. But I also think that's where some of the anxiety comes from. There's almost too much information. It's like drinking from a fire hose. So the answer to this problem is, is really quite simple. You have to slow down, you take a breath, and you begin small. It's a lot like planning a trip across the country. You know, there's almost an endless number of paths that we could take from Boston to LA. We could think about, are we going to fly? Are we going to drive? Are we going to take a train? If we fly, are we going to go nonstop? Are we going to have layovers? Uh, if we drive, what's the weather going to be like? What if we break down? Should we take highways where we get there faster? Should we take back roads where we can enjoy, you know, enjoy the view a little bit more? Um, you know, what happens if there's bad weather? so many different variables that can come in. And what happens if you start to focus on all the possibilities, you never actually leave. We call that analysis paralysis and it happens to investors every single day. A better path is to focus on what we know and what we can control. So for example, I know I wanna start investing. I know I can afford X dollars a month to start. I know there's benefits to starting early. I know I can do this on my own or I can find someone who can help me. I know I'll continue to learn as I continue to invest. And I know I'll get better at it along the way. I can control how much I invest and I can control when I start. You know, as for investments, I can't give recommendations on this podcast, but in general, I'd encourage your listeners, young investors to create a plan that diversifies the money in low cost investments, do it in a tax efficient manner, 
contribute regularly and let the plan work. If you can do this on your own, that's great. If you can't do it on your own, but you want to get started, find a professional who can help you. The most important thing is don't wait. You have one of the most powerful forces on your side right now, and that's time. Wonderful. That's, uh, you answered all my questions. Uh, great information coming from you, coming from a professional. So hopefully this touches home with some of our listeners uh, who are thinking about investing and maybe convince them to actually start investing. Some great information was brought up in those conversations. It was interesting to hear from another team just how easy it is to invest and how much fun and rewarding it can be. Now, the moment you've been waiting for, the Why Care segment. Why Care? Investing money as teens can mean massive sums of money later in life. Why Care? Only 50% of adults are invested in the stock market, which means your financial future is being decided by just half the United States. You want to be one of those 50%. Why Care? Making money while not working is the best way to earn. Why Care? As the economy is finally beginning to recover from the COVID-19 pandemic, the stock market has the potential to begin going up, up, up. Why care? Investing just $200 a month can return about $100,000 in just 40 years. Thank you for listening to this episode of Why Care. We appreciate all of your support and hope you'll continue to do so. More places to support us are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, with all of our handles being at Podcast. Also, feel free to email us with any feedback or questions at whycarepodcast at gmail.com.